is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby, so you can pack it up. Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am young Ari Gold. I am the Garnet Texan. And John, what a week, uh, two weeks, we were going to try to do a show after uh, the, the second preseason game, life <laughs> happened, we weren't able to do it, and then I was you know, in back San we Diego. Were, back when we were happy, after the Patriots game, and on top of the world. Yeah, and, and now we're down back to earth a little bit. More than a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't want to get too down yet. It's too early in the podcast, John. Um, yeah, what a crazy week, first and foremost. I mean, obviously, Hurricane Harvey. Um, we're in Austin. We got nothing compared to what Houston got. Um, I, I'm, I'm from Houston. I, I've said multiple times that I've never claimed to be a Texan at any given point in my life. I think a lot of that changed for me Friday. I f- had a certain feeling f- for the city that you know I, I I spent I've spent 14 years in. I was technically born there, and I started to think a little bit more about it. And you know, I spent my childhood in California, but you know, the better the best things in life, my wife and my kids, all happened because of Houston. And when Hurricane Harvey hit Friday. Uh, it was just a, a a sad moment. It was where you worried about family members and friends and everybody that you knew that lived there or st- you know still lives there and making sure they're okay, sending check you know checking on them, uh, making sure that they're fine, that their houses are okay, that they're not flooded, their dogs, their kids, kind of everything that went into it. And uh, I can say now, especially with the way that Houston has responded, that I'm proud. I'm proud to be a Texan. Uh, Houston made me happy. Texas, Texas has showed me more than what I anticipated to ever feel about a state. Even our the team that I, I can no longer hate, <laughs> uh, you know, took the right steps and got us to you know their place in Arlington. Donated a million dollars, hosted a telethon. This. For still me, doing it, still doing a charity drive tomorrow night, even though there's not going to be a game. Or yeah, tonight if you're listening to it on Thursday. Yeah, um, for me, this this whole thing was as hard as it was, and I can't speak to what our listeners have gone through because I didn't go through it, and so I don't want to say anything insensitive in any way. But to witness what some of you have gone through. And to not be able to help or be a part of it. And then to watch that city and the help that it got from the city, from the people that live there, helping anybody and everybody. We had a guy in the office today who took off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, brought his pontoon boat and went out there and saved people in Katy. It was just, it was an amazing experience and it sucks that we had to, we're, we're going through what happened. But to see the way people responded to me is a just an amazing sight to see. About 15 years ago, went to the Salt Lake City Olympics. And one of the things that stood out about that trip 
So we went in, we ate in a restaurant um, owned by a Texan. And they had this sign. It's like, how do you know somebody's from Texas? Don't worry, they'll tell you. My mom just got the biggest kick out of that. She's like, John, John. And the reason that story just reminds me, or I'm reminded of that story, is this weekend, that's why. That's why somebody's going to tell you they're from Texas. I've only lived in Texas a couple of years out of my life. I was born here. Um, I have family here. But I always had a lot of pride in the state. I mean, it's not, it just sounds so much cooler than saying, oh, I was from South Carolina. Texas just has that vibe. But actually being here and seeing all this and the way that people at work have reached out and to me, it's just amazing. It just, it shows why we have that pride. It shows we live in big cities. Austin's a big city. Houston is a ginormous city. Fourth biggest city in the, in the country. 2% of the U.S. population lives in that metro area. Yeah. That's huge. And yet it's still this small town closeness. You may not know somebody's name, but you're going to reach out and you're going to try and help them. I've been blown away with that work. We're not even through the door. And we all have somebody in Houston going through this. And we're all asking, what can we do to help? Yep. And I'm just blown away. And we were going to talk a little bit about some of the bad things that have happened. And we just kind of decided we, we don't want to focus on any of the bad. There's too much good. There's, There's way too much good. good. There's a lot of good. We're a horrible situation. There's so much good. And we're proven what it's, the whole situation just proves what it is to be a Texan. And we look after each other. I'm glad that people from the outside of the state have offered to help, but we'd have been would be fine regardless. But the way everybody's just coming together and taking care of each other, and nobody can I, nobody can ever say shit to, about JJ Watt in front of me ever again. It was already yeah, kind I of don't. Borderline. To be honest, like it was already right. to the point to where people were starting to talk so much, but now with after that barstool podcast and and now with this, like there's literally nothing anybody can say about JJ, like. Don't get me wrong. There's been times where I've seen some of the things he does or say, you know, the hard knocks, Fort Minor part where he definitely wants to look tough or whatever. But he's just a, this is just the, I think he's just a corny, yeah. genuine dude. He's like, just the cornball. Accept he's, him. Like, that's all there is to it. He's that guy in high school that the geeks or the band geeks and all that probably made fun of on the side. Or sure. I probably even made fun of on the side. Yeah. And then if somebody started, started talking or picking on me he would have stepped up and he wouldn't have cared he's uh, that guy he is literally the guy that like this i was having a conversation with my buddy Devin today via text and we were talking about he was like well jj should definitely be the face of the nfl yeah. and i can't say that he isn't i think there are has been have been a lot of times in his career where he technically has been the face of the nfl but this guy should literally be the poster child for the nfl like uh, you know our the NFL subreddit would typically roast JJ for anything and everything that he's done. They, they hold it all against him. Even they have turned now and have seen his power and why he does what he does. He does it because he wants to, there's nothing else about it, especially like in barstool sports where he talks about when he talks about donating money, like, yeah, I talk about it. Guess what? That also increases the amount of money that is being donated because I talked about it. Like I have that power. Why can't I use that platform? to help more 
He's just a genuine dude, and I don't ever and want to hear anything negative about JJ Watt ever does again. It. Like the kid getting hit, hit by a car and yeah. refusing to take off his shirt, his jersey from with the paramedics, and JJ brought him another one. Like these are all things he does that he doesn't have to do. Like yeah. I, I hope people realize that this isn't a part of his contract. This well, isn't so a part see, of. I mean, who else do you honestly see doing that? Very few Russell players. Wilson. There's there's other players. I don't that like do, Russell but... Wilson, but I think it's Russell Wilson. But there are some that do it, and but JJ does it on a whole nother level, and I don't think that there is another player that you can compare and so, to JJ. Yeah, and I mean ultimately, I'm very grateful he's on our team right now. I am too. I even if he was with a different team, what he's meant to Houston, if he if he'd left for whatever reason, if we had actually been dumb enough to trade him, I think he would have still done it. But I'm glad that he is a Texan right now. Yeah, because he is using that outreach. He is calling all people, and he, he's at seven million, I think, right now. Or something yeah, like that. He's raised the goal to ten. Yeah, he's raised the goal to ten. Like that's just ridiculous. And he, if, yeah. he pushed. I mean, he, the pool that JJ has. He went out and announced that the 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 um the Cowboys and the Texans game should be paid for charity. And before they decided to call the game off, they were going to do it. Yep. And they're still going to do donate, something. Yeah, they're going to donate an equal amount into ticket shares. Yep. The power I mean, he that he has, that, has yeah. is, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, unbelievable. We should and, embrace and him, it, enjoy it, and be glad he's a Texan because not many franchises get something like this. On top of that, like this is exactly why Bob McNair has that whole mantra of how it is to be a Texan and why we choose the players that we choose. It's for this reason specifically. And JJ's just a stand-up guy. And, and it's not only JJ now, though. Leslie Alexander, $10 million. Kevin Hart starts this challenge where The Rock, him, all sorts of... Chris Brown, uh, Chance the Rapper, Little B's giving away free verses if anybody wants a free verse. Uh, that was his way of supporting. Kind of funny, but... Anyways, it's people are doing everything they can, and it's it's unbelievable. You have the Titans donate a million dollars. And is that Amy Adams from the movies? That's the owner? Oh, it's not? Oh, I was like, wow. She's the daughter of somebody we don't speak of. No, I understand. I wasn't going to say his name, but her name's Amy Adams. And then her, so, okay. Yeah. I, you can't really find a lot about her. So I, I just, somebody posted a, a picture of her in a movie and I was like, what? There's no way. <laughs> uh, but okay, well, you got me, buddy. You got me. Um Lots of good things, lots of great things about this, and it's unfortunate that it happened, but let's focus on the good things, as, as John said. So one of the great things, in my opinion, is the fact that this game is actually canceled. And the reason why it's a, and for me, the reason why it's a big, big deal is the fact that the players can now stop. They can put football on hold. There's players that just had kids. There's players with wives, other kids. Cushing has three kids. So many people have their families in Houston. J. Joe has a ton of kids. All these people have their families in Houston. They can now, after being away from them this entire time, like in your, in, like when you think about this and you hear this, think about you being away from your wife and kids for four days during the most devastating hurricane and flooding to hit the city that you lived in. How crazy would you be? Could you focus on your job, John? I know I couldn't. Heck, that's part of I'd the probably quit what I did yeah. and gone straight back to where I was. That's part of the reason why we don't really need to pay too much attention to the Saints game. 
Right. Um, and we don't. I mean, the Saints game is the Saints yeah. game. It's over. It just. It, I feel for the guys that were on the on the bubble that are going to get cut. That last preseason game is their chance to get tape out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And they're not going to get that. And, but ultimately, it's the right thing to do. It's like, the right I thing feel for, for those reasons, guys, though. but it is the right thing to do. And the Texans are really good. Hopefully, they'll release some of the tape from their practices. I don't know. They'll hopefully they'll do something for their players. They'll find a way to do it. I don't see them just not doing anything. Yeah, they're all about doing the right thing by some Absolutely. of their players. So I think the other good thing about this, and then this is, I guess, somewhat selfish, but also I think makes sense is that they can now come home and take care of what they need to take care of and they can put it away and focus on the season now. Yeah. They can know their family's good. They can spend the quality time that they need to and then come Monday after they're passing out the semi-trucks of stuff that JJ's got coming in and all this other stuff. I mean, they're going to be out working and handing this stuff out. That's crazy. But anyways, that's another subject, but... The fact that you know they can put all this behind them and move past Hurricane Harvey and then focus on the season, I think it was just the right move, and it does it does suck for the rookies and, and the undrafted free agents that you know potentially could have had a chance of making this team, and it, you know it, it it sucks, but at at the same time you have to do what's right by family at the end of the day, and this this is a true showing that family comes first over everything. And if you haven't heard Bill O'Brien's little speech yep go listen to it absolutely they know what it means to the city uh they're this is when we get back to playing football the energy and the pride that we're going to have in the franchise is going to be it's going to be electric yeah it's going to be something it's going to be something honestly going to the first game now is something i I think i want to do like i i couldn't imagine being at that home game i mean i really honestly couldn't I feel like it's just going to be this, like the people talk about the playoffs in Seattle. I think it's just going to blow that away. Yeah, I think it'll be a very, very emotional game, I, and I think I this agree. entire season will be emotional. And he, he, they came out and said that the game will be hosted at Energy Stadium. Yeah, Rick Smith did today when they were getting on the bus. So, uh, I think that's right. I think the city. I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the city needs this. Yeah, and I, this is. We sometimes second guess how strict they are with character, but right now, like, like James was saying earlier, I'm glad they were. Like, this is a group of guys that are going to represent the city when we need, when Houston needs to be represented. And I couldn't think of a better group of guys, to be honest with you. Right. When you look at the players, even the you know the first you know first year and second year players that are really starting to come into their own. Hell, even Clowney, the way he's starting to joke around and really show his personality. When you look at these players and watch how they interact with fans and during the press conferences and interviews, Whitney Merciless, for example, just he comes off as this amazing guy. And you have Cushing, who can be a douche, but he's but a genuine very, loving very guy. Lovable yeah, way. yeah, very lovable way. Oh, I got a picture of him on my wall. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a, you know, but it's just a part of it. And I, I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, for me and I've told my all friends or anybody I've talked to you know one of the best things that I love about this team is the fact that they won't sacrifice their morals 
for a better player that they think would make a better impact. And people have always kind of clowned me for it. It's like, well, you, you, you're here to win. Yeah, but we're here to win in the right way. And we don't want to take any shortcuts to do it. And that is the Houston Texans in a nutshell. And so, yeah, it's great. Enough with all the petty, or not petty, but cry, <laughs> crying stuff and emotional stuff. Uh, I don't, I don't want to get too much into that. So let's get into football because that's what we're all here for. We're literally, what is it, 11 days? No. Yeah, 11 days. 11 days away from kickoff. Was... Today's Wednesday. That's right. 11 days from kickoff. How amazing. How amazing. So to kind of give you a little bit of a breakdown on kind of what you guys can expect for the rest of the show, we're going to um, touch on a couple things around the league that we've seen that we thought could potentially make sense for us. We're going to uh, talk about our projected 53-man roster. We're going to post that as well so you guys can see it. And then what to expect from Texans Unfiltered throughout the season. When you can expect episodes, obviously we won't be able to stick to it 100%, but we will definitely always try. We want to be consistent with you guys. And then the uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is Dwayne Brown. And, yeah, a lot teary face, uh, John, over there. Uh, Dwayne Brown, it's time for you to get back to camp. It's time for you to be with your teammates. It's time for you to put everything else aside right now. And it's time for you to show the city that drafted you that's you've called home, that your wife's called home. It's time for you to put that behind you and come join the team and be a part of a special season and be a part of a city that needs this season right now. Dwayne, I mean, straight up, we need you. There's no... If you were, if you were right here in front of me, this is what I'd say. We need you. It's not even about You're, the need, though. Well, I get where he's coming from. I do, too. I completely understand why he wants more money. Looks at all these scrubs that he is 10 sure. times better than. Getting paid more than him. But he's made his point. Rick Smith has made his point. This right now is between you and Rick Smith. But I can also understand that you're alive. But right now with everything that's going on, is this season's a little bit bigger. Especially than what now. it was at the beginning of training camp. Like... The city supported you. The city has made you a star. I promise you, Houston's probably the only city on earth where you're going to get recognized walking down the road. You're going to make your money this year as soon as you play that first game, so just come back. Come back and put the petty bullshit aside and come play. It's over now. It's over. Either retire or show up. That's it. There's no, there's no other gray area. Either retire and do us a favor and let us know you're not coming back or get your ass on a flight tonight Get to Houston, help your team rebuild this city as a team so you can bond with them and get to work on Monday so we can get going for the season. Point blank, period. That's all there is to it. No sugarcoating anything. Do what you need to do. Come back and let's get going because we need you as a city. We need to see you play. We want this to be one of the best seasons we can, and we want you to be a part of it. And And that's all there is to it. I get that you're giving up millions of dollars by doing that, supposedly. Why is that like 2.2 now? Yeah. But you're already making millions and make your, make your stand next year at this point. Just bite this team, bite the bullet. This team needs you this year. You'll the difference at our offensive line. They're going to be all right without you, but we really need better than all right right now. Yeah, we do. We do. And we need somebody that, 
And we need, I mean, we just need the leadership as much as anything. I was going to say, that's, that's probably the biggest hurt, thing. We need you in the locker room, if nothing else. Even if you're not ready and in, in, in football shape to play week one, you being in the locker room is a difference now at this point. It, it's just time to cut the bullshit and get to work. Point blank period. There's nothing else that needs to be said. So that's Dwayne Brown. Uh, that was kind of me and John getting that off our chest. Dwayne, I hope you and, and Dev, happy birthday, by the way. It is your birthday today. Well, I wish you were in Houston celebrating it with your with your teammates, but you're not. So, uh, but still, happy birthday. So, always wish you the best, no matter what. But absolutely, man, get your ass out here. So, I want to talk about Deshaun a little bit. I know. Oh wait, you mean you didn't throw him in the garbage like everybody else did? I didn't. No, I didn't. And and here's why. Look, guys, he's a rookie. He's gonna make mistakes. He's not gonna be. Elite walking on the field immediately. He's got to get reps. He's got to get timing. He's got to have a better understanding of the offense. All these things need to happen. Mitch Trubisky's going off. Oh, my God. Patrick Mahomes is going off. Yeah, well, put those quarterbacks in our system and then tell me what happens. Well, it was also the circumstances. The Saints came out and played a little bit more aggressively on defense. They did. Blitz is surprisingly aggressive for a preseason game. Yeah. And then you got to remember, preseason is practice. Deshaun Watson is making this roster. There's absolutely no way in hell he is not making this roster. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Well, I mean, he could go out and shoot somebody, and then, well, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what would happen, if (laughs) he's guilty or not. Yeah, we'll have to see. (laughs) That's about the only way. So, with preseason, he's not going out there to win. He's not going out there to make the roster. He's going out there to get better. He's going out there to get reps. So, that's what they went out there to work on. Like, And he wasn't awful. Yeah, and they went out there. You can tell that they went out there to get him to work on his progressions, staying in the pocket, not belling. And that's why it was so much different from the first game to the last game. The first game, he was running all over the place. Second game, he toned it down a little bit and relied a lot on Foreman. Third game, no Foreman. And I could have sworn, I Bill, I read Bill O'Brien's lips say, stay in the fucking pocket or I'm going to sample you in there, you know? Yeah. They didn't want him out of the pocket. So that's why he changed. It's not his game. I think Bill O'Brien is smart enough to realize that if he needs to win a game, he's going to let Deshaun do his thing. Correct. But when it's practice and we're out there just trying to get more reps and trying to get better, he wants him to focus on certain things. Yep. Yeah, I think we need to just kind of take a chill pill a little bit when it comes to Deshaun and understand that this rookie is not ready to play yet. He's just not. Tom Savage gives us the best chance to win. We need to give Deshaun as much time as possible. The more time we give him, the better he's going to be. So let's just relax a little bit. Let's give him a chance to get better and show us that he's the quarterback that we think he can be. And let's let's you know let's move on. But let's not get ready to dig a grave and throw Deshaun's body in it already. It's not there yet. Yeah, I mean, no kidding. Everybody is number one defense when I was critiquing Watson pre-draft. He's a winner. He's a winner. He will win the game. Well, he's playing games right now where you don't need a winner. So that's his big strength is he'll find a way to win, and you're telling him, oh, that doesn't matter. So that takes away his biggest strength, as I was told repeatedly. So just chill. He'll be all right. We're going to be just fine with Savage. Savage I do, is, I do think Savage we're going to be totally better than Brock. Fine. He is so much more accurate. Um, he just looks better. He was. You could tell... In the beginning of the game, when he was allowed to throw to Ellington, he was fine. 
but I I swear during the Saints game he was told to try and get other receivers some work to not just lock on on one because you would still see him turn towards Ellington and Ellington would be open and he would still go through his progressions. Um, but whenever he was in an oh shit mode, he would force it to Ellington. So I actually think that's why Ellington's going to make the roster. He's already got that chemistry. He can play inside, outside, blah, blah, blah. We'll get to that later. But I think it was the same thing with Tom. Tom got told, work through your progressions. Oh shit, the Saints are actually blitzing us. Let's see if we can actually react to this more sure. so than just force Somebody's one open. receiver. So I think that Tom has shown a lot this preseason. And he's also showed it without Hopkins. Yep. No Hopkins. Which Hopkins is, is great. A, Hopkins is a game changer. We Absolutely. Like he he's been he's been above average through three games. Only had Hopkins the first game. Yep. And also I mean, hasn't had his in, full weapons at all one I, point. I, I know I love Ellington and it comes across very much so. Yes, it does. Um, it's coming across <laughs> right now. Go ahead. You're, you're smiling. I'm stretching Just talk. and I could go give him a hug. But this is what's crazy. Ellington didn't play the first preseason, preseason game. It's actually okay. And he was number eight in target share for the entire preseason. So take away one game. And at percentage of targets that it received from one quarterback, Tom Savage to Ellington was number eight. Yeah. No, look, I'm excited about Bruce too. Okay, but no, the one thing this... you told me about the Bruce when we signed him, don't get too excited yet. Let's wait and make sure he doesn't get hurt. Now he could be out giving away baby formula on Friday, slip off the back of the semi truck, and all of a sudden, Chris Thompson is your number three wide receiver because that's very, very... Bruce Ellington can't stay healthy that's so very possible let's just let's just tone it down my look point, i love him i think he's point, great he's explosive as shit and he's fun to watch my whole point here though but he's gonna go down th- the ellington train that i think i'm the uh the engineer on yeah this. but to, to talk about savage it was i'm gonna get you about a, i'm gonna get you a conductor's hat that says ellington there we go conductor it. there, there you we go. go forgot what those things were called but no savage pretty much had one receiver yeah and I mean, Braxton's I love, out, again, Fuller's Marvel, out, right, Hopkins yeah. out. Again, you got Jalen and Ellington. I love Bruce. He was only with the team for 10 days. He's picking it up. And I don't know if that's an indictment of the rest of our receivers, an indictment on Savage, but Savage was playing with one receiver, and he did just fine. Get Hop back in there. We get CJ back in there. Braxton, if he can ever stay healthy back in there, Savage is going to be just fine. I agree. Tyler Irvin in the slot. Tyler, yep. Occasionally. Tyler Irvin in the backfield. Occasionally. Only to catch passes. Hey, that's fine. And I'm all about it. I'm all about some Tyler Irvin this year. Dude, he looks like a I'm so player. excited to watch him play. Seriously. Right. My uncle texted me. He's like, Irvin sucks. This is the other day. I was like, are you serious? Did you watch him? That's what I said. And he was like, yeah, he just he doesn't have it. I'm like, whoa, did you watch last year? Because this is a whole new player to me. He's decisive. He he knows what he's doing beforehand. He's not hesitant in any way. And he's fast and has a vision. He's he's going to be fine. He's going to be our Darren Sproles, Danny Woodhead type running back slash receiver. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to run Tyreek Hill, him. maybe. Yeah, not to that extent, but. Not Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is more of a receiver than a running back. But Irvin Woodhead. I, mean, I, I can see Irvin going into that whole Woodhead. That whole swing motion, Sproles, options. Green. Yeah, that's going to be him. If we have to rely on him running up the middle, we're kind of fucked. But 
if he gets to play that role where it, he takes a draw play up the middle every now and then, gets the dump offs, he can he can run routes as a receiver out of the slot Kinda position. Kind like how Akeem Hunt did last year. Except Irvin's a more natural receiver than Hunt. No, I'm saying on the draws right. and stuff. Last right. year when Akeem, you know, when we were like third and 14 and we didn't right. expect to get a first down and then Akeem Hunt's like 15 yards. And Irvin... Irvin can take loose to the house, so that's the difference, I think. Yeah. He has more. He's more of a game breaker. Well, Irvin has more lateral quickness. Um, Hunt, I love Hunt. Like no, you don't. <laughs> I do. No, you don't. Like he's, no, you don't. I, You've shown no love to Hunt this entire podcast. Well, you don't it's like. I have Akeem to Hunt. talk about him. You don't like him. But when he's on the field, you know it's either going to be good or bad. But he runs straight line speed, and he kills a cornerback, and that that's fun. But Irvin is. Not quite as fast straight line, but a little bit quicker, more agile. He's more elusive. He's got the better shuffle, and he's a better pass catcher. I agree. I'm not saying as a pass catcher in any way. I think as a running back, I would take Akeem Hunt over Tyler Irvin, though. If you, if, if I was, was lining the up, only thing we were going to do with them, hand off the ball, then would probably take Hunt. Yeah. Um, Which is why Hunt makes the team. Yeah, I actually think so. I think that because Irvin does show the capability to play receiver. That's what's actually going to save Hunt's spot. And we're going to cut Lamar Miller, right? You know, I would. You would cut him? Yeah. No, actually, I wouldn't cut him. I'd try and trade him. Okay. So say I would, I would try and trade him. Get a, so get say before receiver. 3 p.m. on Saturday, there's no trade offers. I mean, no, because we don't have the cap. I mean, there's no point. We have plenty of cap There's space. no reason for us to cut him. There's no reason, but he's one of those. He's become expendable. Because he's something's wrong with him. Don't be surprised if this is the last year that Lamar Miller is in a Texas yeah, jersey. It, it, it will be. I would, I'd almost guarantee it. Yeah. Unless he starts to show something soon. I mean, you can't tell a lot from preseason. And we haven't seen a lot of him in preseason either. But so there's a chance. So, he was dancing and he, he was He looked so okay hesitant. against the Saints actually a little bit. There were a couple runs where he actually, in between the tackles, looked okay. There was two good runs where he followed his blocks and he was like, okay, That's we're going to be saying. all right. So I, I don't for know. For the most part for this preseason, he's been very I think he's had like eight snaps too. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be. I mean, yes, it's. I would be surprised if they cut him, but I also wouldn't be upset if, for some reason, yeah. some reason, we're not saying it's gonna happen, but for some reason, if he was cut, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just afraid that last year Gotsy broke him. Well, we I have, mean, how many carries did he end up having? Two hundred and sixty something. Yeah, it was a lot. I thought yeah. it was over three hundred. Might have been over three hundred touches. I don't know, but it was his career high before this year was two fifteen in touches, and I think he. Had an additional 50. Wow. Um, which is high, high usage. Yeah. And we didn't use them right. Like, if we used we them like we were supposed to. Outside. Yeah. Outside and not. Right. In between tackles. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, I, it'd be crazy if they did. I would support it if they did. Only reason being is I do think Deontay Foreman is the future back of the Houston Texans. Well, as long as what we've seen carries on to the regular season. But I think he's shown that. He can do what we need him to do. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, if we ask Foreman to do what Miller, we've asked Miller to do, Foreman is actually built to succeed in that. I think if we ask Alfred Blue to do what Lamar Miller did, just being, I'm, I mean, perfectly right. honest here. If we would have not signed Lamar Miller last year and just had Alfred Blue as our main back, I think we would have had better results. Right. I'm just being honest. Lamar Miller. I know, I know Alfred Blue's not like a world beater and the best running back, but I think with what we do, He's perfect. Not perfect, but he's he's good enough. Well, Lamar Miller is 
a very rich man's third down back. He can do more than a traditional third round back. We saw it against the Colts. He can, uh, yeah. I mean, that was exactly. That's what he does. But we don't use him enough for no. that. And we don't use him in that. How many times did you see that play we last tried. year? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Twice? Maybe? Nothing on that level, but I, I can't remember another play like even similar to that the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, he should be used like Jamal Charles. He should be Agreed. used. LaShawn McCoy. Well, no, not, McCoy can run through the tackles better than that. I'm saying as far as like the way that they use him in the passing game and the outside runs. Right. Yes, in between the tackles, you're right. Shady's Much who's on the trade block. The tackles. Yeah. We wish. He wasn't really. We just wish he was. I think he was. But, no, we, we wasted Miller. We, we, I don't know whose fault it was. I'm going to blame Godsey. Maybe it was Bill's. We'll find out this year because it has Oh, it was Bill. Bill basically came out and said it. Did you see what he did against us? Yeah. The, that's I want that guy on my team pretty much. Just like he did with, what's his name in, from Hard Knocks? Oh, Chris Polk? Just, just like he did with Bruce Ellington. I'm just saying. No, I'm not saying signing him. I'm saying usage. Oh, usage. I'm saying signing-wise it was Bill O'Brien. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. It I was all Bill O'Brien. We get torched by a player? He, yeah. Bill O'Brien. Just so you all. know, if he's yeah. a free agent, he's coming to the <laughs> Texans next year. If you read the practice reports and a name jumps yeah. out. Too bad we don't. Suddenly free. <laughs> he's gonna be a Texan. It's absolutely true. Do we play the Giants this year? No, darn! I'd love to have Obel- Odell Beckham on our team next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was Lamar Miller, but yeah, the way that they used him definitely, uh, definitely was not the way that we should have used him. But it is what it is. We'll move on. We're going to see kind of what happens this year. I think the running back situation is going to be a little bit better than what we anticipated going into the season. I think we have a good stable of running backs. With, uh, even Lamar Miller, if he's not used correctly or used correctly, Alfred Blue, Deontay Foreman, Tyler Irvin occasionally, preferably on passing downs, and then Akeem Hunt on those draw plays or whatever else it would be. I do think our running back situation is in a very good spot. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. If he gets cut, that's crazy, but whatever. Uh, let's get into the projected 53 man roster. So just so everybody's aware Saturday at three o'clock, uh, we will be going from 90 to 53 in the drop up with a drop of the hat. Oh, actually, before we do that, TJ Ward on the trade block. Wait, is that, a, that's a safety, right? That's a uh, very wait, that's good a, safety. It's a hard hitting safety. It's an all pro safety. Third. Third round pick? Maybe? Give it to him for a third? Shit, we don't have any draft picks anyways. <laughs> I'll give him a third. I'd sign him to a long-term deal. Why are they wanting to trade him? Uh, it's John Elway. Yeah, I know. All these people say John Elway's this genius. I'd really like to see what he's done that's made him a genius. Won a Super Bowl. But he didn't win that Super Bowl. But He just signed a bunch of top-end free agents that either only... you or I could have done. He's the only Wait, what? Demarcus Ware's a free agent? Oh, we should he's sign him. It. He's the I understand, only, but what did he do? The only Super Bowl championship team that has been built from free agents. Okay, but he also yeah, almost arguably, paid Brock sixteen million. But he did it. He also drafted Paxton Lynch in the first round. That is true. From what I understand, based on his drafts, he is the worst GM with amount of players on his team from players he's drafted. You're not wrong, but he still won a Super Bowl. I would. Peyton Manning, whatever. Dude, I, what do I have to do to get a, get a Super Bowl? 
You have to have a defense. We, we have, have that defense. defense. We have that defense. Yeah. We, we have, have a better defense. I, I'm I'm coming out and saying it now. We will be better than the 2015 Denver Broncos on defense. I promise. I, I am promising you this. This team is going to destroy people on a regular fucking basis every Sunday. And it's not going to just be a pass rush. It's going to be all facets of the defense. You're not running on us. You're not throwing on us. And you better fucking hope that that quarterback gets the ball out of his hands in two seconds. Because if not, you're going to be on your backup. I do think this defense is going to be that good this year. I think DJ Reader is a step up against uh, uh, from Vince Wolfork last year. Uh, not anything against Vince. Vince was just on the downtrodden of his career. DJ Reader's younger. He's not as big, but he's stronger. And he can push the pile a little bit harder now than what we have with Vince. JJ's back. We're going to see JJ, Merciless, and Clowney finally together as one. Let's hope they stay healthy. Our corners, ah, but when you have that pass rush, your corners don't have to be top well, tier corners. I mean, corners. honestly, we're replacing AJ Boyer with Kevin Johnson. T- technically, yes. Because Kevin Johnson got hurt, but, what, four Yeah, week four, four games week in? three or something. Week yeah, four or three. So that's when Boyer took off. But Kevin Johnson can't stay healthy. We well, haven't it seen it yet. Foot. Which he he's had healthy, twice. Usually that's how many. I know. Takes. That's what they say. For receivers at least. Let's see about cornerbacks. But. And so. We'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, don't think you need to be top tier corners. Though. That was my point. Well, the argument was also part of the reason Boye was so good. Is he only had to cover for, right. I think, three on average, like three and a half seconds. Yeah. Like that's. And that's only going to go down. That's, I, I was gonna say it's I, about to get a lot better. You know, three and a half seconds was I was is really really good. Three tenths of a second down is even better. And you've now got JJ out there, so that's gonna go down. Yeah, it's gonna make the rest of our defense look better. And this whole hurricane thing, like I hate to say, like it's a motivating factor, but I'm telling you, like these dudes are gonna be like pit bulls. They're gonna play staring with their hair at on fire. a bloody cow. That's. Our defense is going to be something to watch this year. It is going to be something to watch. We're now, going to we're going to see McKinney step up this year. We just have to get turnovers. I mean, arguably our team, talent wise, and what we're going to get with sacks will be up there. What we need, but is we a, haven't had a lot of turnovers. We need 2015 Andre Hall back. If he that's gets that ball hawk ability back, that's, that's what we need. Man. If you have that on the back end, and you have that pass rush. And you also got to remember, like, not only pass rush-wise, like, do we have our line, but we also have McKinney. We have Cushing. Both aren't bad pass-rushing middle linebackers. It's just going to be an awesome season defensively. I can't wait. But then you're going to add to the fact that an average offense, which is what we weren't last year. Like, I, that's honestly, I, I imagine us finishing 16th in offense. <laughs> what? That would be awesome. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Where where did the Broncos finish oh, that year? That's what man. I want to know. I don't probably cares? 18, 19, something like that. So yeah, I think we're gonna be fine. Anyways, we, let's we, we've got the talent. TJ Ward would be awesome. Add him on the opposite side of Andre Hall. Brock was historically bad last year. Historically bad. If we get Savage, hell, he could be the twentieth worst quarterback in the league. And that's an improvement. Yeah. Hell, he could be the 25th. Hoping for better than that. It's still an improvement. Yeah, I'd love top 10. But I don't expect top 10. 
get top 20 out of Savage. I, I top, top 20 is perfect. And then a good run game. Oh, man. That if, would be something else. And we've got the talent. Our running backs, they'll figure out. It's yeah. more about the offensive line. Yeah. I'm not worried about the running backs. Especially in that Saints game. That was a real NFL defense that it looked like in the preseason. It didn't look like the previous two games. And then on top of that, we kept shuffling our offensive line. I know. I didn't notice that the first time through, but when I watched it again, yeah. I guess they're trying to see. Who? I, there's either... I think they're preparing for Dwayne not being here. Yeah. That's just what I got from it, because there were people playing tackle that were playing guard. There were mm-hmm. people playing center that were playing like left they're, guard. They're literally, it was like a... Whatever, the Connect 4, you pull one out, they'd all move down, you put another one in, they all move exactly down. That's exactly how it was. And I was like, what the hell are they doing? I almost wonder if they know something about joining that we don't. Because there's a reason why they were doing that. that Bill O'Brien's never done that. Not to this usually, extent. You, Bill O'Brien's offense, and the biggest pr- reason that his offense has not succeeded, is it needs consistency. Right. And all of a sudden, we we don't even have continuity on our first team reps in a fucking preseason game. Yeah. Now, but also I can under- Rankins, by the way. Yeah. He looks like he's granted, back from his injury. Yeah. That's good. Granted, part of it could have been they just wanted to give these guys reps on the first team to see. Maybe they wanted to see. I mean, they ended up putting Manson at right guard right alongside Martin. And I don't know, but... The first drive, the offensive line didn't look that bad, and then all of a sudden, it just they started doing that shuffling, and it just went to absolute shit. Yeah, and no. then I got terrified. Yeah, it was like the first drive of the Panthers all over again. Like I'm like, oh my god, what the hell? Did we just forget how to play football? First team looked okay with Savage, and then there were moments where it was, eh, it was kind of scary. But then when Deshaun came in, it was like, oh, like shit. It was it was scary. Yeah. It was a total disaster of an offensive line. Well, first off, we ran out of receivers. Well, yes, that's true. uh, Jalen played the whole game. Yeah, Jalen played the entire game. They, the Saints did continue to play aggressively on defense. Yeah, they were blitzing. And we might have, might as well have just gone nil-nil punt. Like, we went super conservative on offense. Yeah. And we were pretty conservative under Savage, but they took it down a whole nother notch with Deshaun. And I keep saying and. Excuse me. Part of my fear of that was, like I said earlier, they're trying to get Deshaun to practice passing from the pocket. pocket. But why did they simplify it so much? Maybe they just wanted to see what he would, how he would react. I think it's because we were out of receivers. That's what I was hoping. And maybe that's the case. I don't think it's actually an indictment on Watson. I think we were just out of receivers. There is absolutely no fucking reason to, uh, that Strong should have been out the whole game. Maybe he's in, I mean, he's Unless, been in B.O.B.'s doghouse before. Yeah, but he's our best blocking receiver. He is second to Hopkins on going up and getting the ball. Yep. I'm, like, again, love Bruce, and he plays bigger than he is, but he's only 5'11". So, Braxton is 6'1". Is that right? Again, neither one of them are, are too terribly tall. We need Strong to stay healthy. We Hopkins is what? 6'1", six, 6'2"? Yeah, well, Hopkins is... He's not very tall. Hopkins has got... He's not just, Andre or Calvin. Yeah, but he's got that... ridiculous he's got wingspan. Wingspan, and part of it's because half his arm is his fingers. Yeah, and um, he just makes these acrobatic catches. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think there was a lot that went into it, but the offensive line needs to be figured out for sure. Yeah. 
Offensive line needs to be figured out. But back to TJ Ward, which is where this all started originally. <laughs> Ten minutes ago. <laughs> um, oh, man. Well, I mean... I, I, w- I would love him, to tell I you the truth. I, I, but I'm not sure what his salary is. I was going to look right before, but I haven't had a chance to look at it. I don't expect it to be too high. Uh, he's a hard-hitting safety. He can cover. He'd be a great fit for our team. He's a veteran. If we could get him... We're not going to trade for anybody, though. It's yeah, it, It's over. Everybody. Smith, Smith isn't. This This is whom we're going with. It's over. We're not signing. We're not trading for anybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we're not. Now, there we're, may be somebody who gets cut that we may bring in. And it'll be somebody we've never heard of. Exactly. You know, we don't this, do is how, this is how Rick Smith operates. Yep. It's how Bill O'Brien operates. Yep. So, we'll see. All right, let's dive into this 53-man roster. We'll run through... We'll run through yours first, since you have the computer there right in front of you. <laughs> I've got the receivers as being Hopkins, Ellington, Miller, Strong, and Fuller. Okay. Um, I do not think they'll IR Fuller until a little bit later. Uh, we were able to sign Dress out. The, uh, the receiver that I have on the bubble is Dress Anderson. He's not going to get picked up. So if we need him, we'll be able to get him. Sure. Uh, left tackle... Dwayne, please come home. And then I got Davenport. So Philo, and I've got DQ making the team. Um, even though he's kind of bubblish for me, I wouldn't I would surprise agree. me. When he just doesn't have football stamina back. When he first came out against the Panthers, he looked good. But as we've progressed, he's gonna he, he's already beat up in preseason. Breaks my heart. Fantastic story. I I I, I would give him my energy if I could, but you can't. And unfortunately, football—they're gladiators, man. They gotta be—they gotta be otherworldly to begin with. Sure. What he's gone through. Um, Nick Martin, Mance, and Fuller got them all at center. Okay. Allen Slade is one of my bubble play- players. I think that he's gonna make it because we need the extra bodies on the line. But it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't. I've actually got Brino starting at right tackle. Um, for me, he looks. He looked the best out of everybody that's played right. Now, granted, that might be because Chris Clark has played left tackle the entire preseason. But I think that if Dwayne comes back, Brino's going to get the start. Clark is going to be the primary backup because you know Dwayne's going to get hurt. Of course, Fedor. <sighs> I know, I'm sorry. It's just the true. Man's not even back yet. When they hold out this long, they always get hurt. Oh, go ahead. Poor guys. Carry on. Um, Fedorowicz, Griffin, Anderson, Anderson, he's going to make the team. He plays tight end slash wide receiver. We are thin at receiver and how I think that they're going to make up for it is they're going to carry both Anderson and Irvin who kind of do both. Uh, running back, got Miller, Blue, Foreman, Irvin, and Hunt. I think that Hunt has been saved by the fact that Irvin is going to probably play a lot of receiver. Even though you hate Hunt. Yes, I hate Hunt. I absolutely hate him. That's who I have on offense. I don't have us taking a fullback. Um, Prosh. He's a I good mean, fullback. We just don't use him. We're getting We just don't use him. Yeah, we're using him less and less. And great guy. I wish we'd keep him around. But Why we don't use him, I don't know. That's how we should run our running backs, but whatever. Either way. Defense, right defensive end. Uh, Covington and Heath. Uh, Reader, Hartley, Watkins. Then I've got Watt and Dunn. Merciless, 
for the linebackers, uh, McKinney Cushing, Cole Cunningham. Then also having Jadavian Clowney and Scarlett. James brought up a great point earlier when we were kind of talking about this pre-show. If Clowney is going to be an outside linebacker, this might change things a little bit because I don't think we can go into the season with two outside linebackers. Um, excuse me, if Clowney is going to actually play defensive end. I know that our defense is kind of as this amorphous type thing. We can do that with our frontline players, but some of the other players kind of have to fill in roles. So I'm still expecting Clowney to be primary, primarily an outside linebacker, not play um, defensive end primarily, because that would change it. Um, cornerbacks, Joseph Nelson Decoud, Johnson Jackson, and I have Denzel Rice making the team. But that kind of depends. I don't know how bad his knee is. He took that hit. He hasn't played since after the interception against the Patriots. He took a hit in his knee. Apparently he was on crutches. They don't have to talk about injuries until the start of the season. But if he doesn't make it, then I can see D-Virgin making it instead. And the only reason I would have Rice not making it is injury. Go Hal, Gilchrist, Moore, and Dylan. Haven't seen much of Dylan, but they did just draft him. And I've actually got Fairburn beating out Novak. Novak's the same thing as Dress Anderson. He doesn't make the team. Nobody else is going to pick him up. If we need him, we'll go get him. Okay. All right. I have... Uh, it's not too different. I think there are some areas. So I have DeAndre Hopkins, Bruce Ellington, Braxton Miller, Jalen Strong. And one of the differences is Chris Thompson actually making the team. Uh, Dwayne Brown obviously starting at left tackle with Julian Davenport uh, behind him. Xavier Suofilo and David Quisenberry at left guard. Center, I have Nick Martin and Greg Mance. I didn't keep Kyle Fuller, and the reason being is because Quisenberry is, can play center in a pinch. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's going to make the team is because he adds depth to the guard position and also can help in, at center if we were ever to get to that point. Hell, he can play tackle if we really need it. And he can play tackle, correct. Uh, Jeff Allen and Chad Slade uh, both make it on the right guard for me. I think Chad Slade has showed in the off or, or in the preseason that he can play this game. I, I think that he's going to need a little bit more time. He's been with the team, I think, for like three years now. Mm -hmm. He was on Hard Knocks. Um, Slade's one of those players that I again he was my bubble, but I think that if we don't keep him, somebody's going to snatch him. I would agree. Uh, right tackle, I have Chris Clark, Kendall Lamb, Bruno Giacomini. The reason why I have Chris Clark starting is because I think the Chris Clark that we saw at the end of the season is the Chris Clark we're going to see at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think Bruno could potentially be the backup, and then Kendall Lamb will be third. Those can swap out. Uh, but I do think Chris Clark will be the starting right tackle. C.J. Fedorowicz, Ryan Griffin, and Steven Anderson will be on the team, obviously. I, uh, same reasons for Steven Anderson. He's not the biggest tight end. He, he can play wide receiver. We're thin at wide receiver. Uh, also, the reason why Chris Thompson made the team over uh, Will Fuller is I do think Will Fuller will be on the IR with designation to return, which means he would come back, I think, week eight. So the reason being is it's the injury is anywhere from I've read four to 12 months, four to eight months, four to, you know, whatever months that's all over the board. And I don't think they're going to rush him back for two or three games. I think they'd rather have him for a deep playoff run. So that's my reasoning. 
Quarterbacks, obviously, Tom Savage, Deshaun Watson, Brandon Whedon, the three core. I also, unfortunately, don't have Prosh making the team as much as I would prefer for us to have a fullback and use him right, which I think Lamar Miller would benefit from if we were on outside runs with Jay Prosh running in front of him to block, I think would benefit Lamar Miller, but we're not going to do so. Lamar Miller, Alfred Blue, Deontay Foreman, and Tyler Irvin. I don't have Akeem Hunt making the team, and I'll get to... I thought I, thought I was the one that hated Hunt. I love Hunt. I love Wait, Hunt. wait. I thought I was the one that hated him. No, no, no. But I have a reason for it. We'll get to it in a second. So, uh, I, I, But I, I do. I love Hunt. I do love Hunt. What the heck? I love Hunt. Okay. Um... Oh, actually, I do have Hunt. I'm missing a spot. So, yes, I have Hunt making it. <laughs> Just realized I was one short. All right, uh, defensive end, uh, Christian Covington, right defensive end with uh, Joel Heath backing him up. A lot of people aren't thinking about Joel Heath um, because he was just uh, activated and, and on the roster. <laughs> Last year, towards the end of the season, he was having a pretty pretty solid, pretty solid tape uh, he put together, and he looks like he'll be okay. I like him better than any of our other defensive ends that we would consider keeping. Uh, nose tackle, DJ Reader, Carlos Watkins. I don't have Hatley making the team. Uh, left end, obviously, the one and only J.J. Watt, backed up by Brandon Dunn. I have Whitney Merciless and Eric Lee making the team as outside linebackers. Middle linebackers, Bernardrick McKinney, Brian Cushing, Dylan Cole, Zach Cunningham. Outside linebacker, Jadavian and Brandon Scarlett. Who knows where JD actually ends up lining up? It'll change every game, so there's not much that you could do there. Uh, corners is where we're a little different as well. I have J. Joe, Robert Nelson, Trustin DeCude, Kevin Johnson, Kareem Jackson, and D. Virgin making the team. Uh, I think D. Virgin has shown enough fight that he deserves to be on this team, and it makes sense. I, I think he's going to be a good young player. And then free safety, Andre Hall, Marcus Gilchrist. Strong safety, Corey Moore, K.J. Dillon, and I have Fairburn making the team as well. So, that's who I have. That's it. That's our that's our projected 53-man roster. Any Anything anything you have with mine that you don't like? I know you're not a fan of D-version compared to Denzel Rice. What is it with you and Denzel Rice? What is it that you like about Denzel Rice? He gets turnovers. Based on preseason? Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, honestly, Virgin's shown more fight, but Rice seems to actually get the turnover. Sure. Okay. So it's kind of a coin flip. I would rather go with the guy that gets turnovers. I can understand why you'd want the guy that has the fight. Yeah. Um, I think he's... And he's, uh, Denzel Rice is a little faster, though, too, than D. Virgin, I think. I, I'm not sure. Game tape-wise, it looks like he's faster. He looks faster... Um, Virgin looks like the better tackler, more physical, but it seems like he's more natural, has more of a natural instinct for covering. He, um, he's the one that he's always getting fumbles or interceptions. Like he just causes turnovers. So I think the, the main reason why I kept the Virgin was over Denzel Rice was two things. I like the fight. Secondly, you like the name. no, 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 uh, that'd be funny though. Um, but no, I, I think if we end up having safety issues 
and Kareem moves to safety in a pinch, or if something was to ever happen, I think the physicality that D-Version brings as more of a slot corner, as more of a slot corner makes more sense long term. It's a fair argument. If that if that's what happens, that's a fair argument. I just I, I, from I, a turnover I, standpoint right. and coverage standpoint, I would agree with you. I like Denzel Rice. I've been following him for about three years uh, yeah. on Instagram randomly for some reason. It just happened, and I, I I like watching him play. He's a great cover corner. He's got the length and everything else that he needs. But I was thinking long term. If for some reason, let's say KJ Dillon can't get back and Corey Moore gets hurt. Who are you going to put at strong safety? The smart move would to be your best tackling corner would go to safety because he can cover the length of the field and he can also play in the box if he needs to. Robert Nelson can't play corner. I mean, slot corner. He's just not physical enough to play slot corner. Kevin Johnson, Jonathan Joseph, I don't know if we're going to have them for a full season. Kevin Johnson can, but he always gets hurt. Well, and after and seeing Jonathan that, Jonathan Joseph's going to get hurt. It, that scene that's that's my biggest then, thing i think j joe hasn't he missed a couple games every year that's what always i'm saying does. it's always one yeah. or two so just little nitpicky yeah things. they're not like, huge it's like a groin sore hamstring sore or whatever but i i feel like and then god bless us if kevin johnson has he can cover our slot receiver but tackling it, wise i know he, he's physical but well, he's also small as shit it's not the receiver you're gonna put him in the middle of the field so he's gonna have to potentially tackle a running back or a tight end i don't see it that's going to be an issue. But I could see D-Virgin doing it. Fair enough point. Um, I just go back to... I go back to turnovers because I do think that in a perfect world... You'd that, prefer to have them. <laughs> yeah, if everybody stays healthy and we don't run into that situation, then having... The one thing that our defense really does lack is the turnovers. Sure. The ability to create them. And you put somebody out there that seems to have a knack for it, Yeah, that's what will push us over the edge. I would agree. And no matter how great our defense is, if they have to, even if they're forcing three and outs, you get that turnover every now and then, then they're only out there for a play or two and it recharges them and brings the energy back up. Yeah. And turnovers are important. Absolutely. So I think uh, my prediction for halfway through the season is KJ Dillon is our starting strong safety. I, I truly believe that. I, th- I think he showed a little bit of a smart before spark before he got hurt last year. And if he could pick up where he left off, I think he's going to play the safety position the way Vrabel and Bill O'Brien want their safeties to play. Yeah. He's Hard hitting smash mouth. We have to that hybrid right. safety linebacker, that... but he can also hit. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, so we'll post those on Twitter so you guys can uh, go back and reference them, point out all our mistakes. We want to hear Make them. Make fun of us. Make whatever. fun of us, whatever it is. The layout of the spreadsheet may not be what you're looking for. Whatever it would be. Just pick us apart. That's fine. Uh, the last thing is to kind of go over what to expect for the season. We'll have uh, one, maybe two podcasts before the season starts. We're contemplating doing a uh, roster cutdown podcast so you guys can have that information to listen to on Monday. And then we will do our typical podcast where you guys will have it Thursday morning ready to go while you're in the office uh, pretending to work. And that's what we'll try to do before. Now, as the season starts, we will do a recap show of the game and then we will do a preview show. We can't always promise that those are going to be two separate podcasts. They may end up being one. Just kind of depends on the life and what's going on. 
but we will always have at least those I would I, I think and I'm just bringing this up now I didn't talk to John about it at all about what we're doing so <laughs> I'm just spitballing it but John I think you're in pretty much agreement that that's what we would do yeah we'll look to probably record right after the game yep um, our post game shows will probably be a little bit I imagine they're gonna be a little bit shorter yeah probably like 30 minutes and probably a little bit more emotional Depending. And then when we do our preview show, we'll probably also have a few minutes talk about sit down, probably rewatch a couple of things. and We'll probably talk fantasy a little bit, too, Yeah, just so that you guys can have a perspective and so that way John doesn't shoot me because uh, he's a diehard fantasy like guy. He's like Matthew Barry, no. bald. <laughs> uh, so that's what you guys can expect. We'll always have the podcast out for you on Thursday morning. I'm going to go home and... John's going to edit this. I'm going to upload it before I go to bed tonight, and you guys will have it tomorrow morning. We really appreciate you guys, and I want to make sure that you understand that you know we are uh, Texans, uh, all of us here. You guys are Texans, and this is a tough time for all of us, but we're here for all of you. If there's anything that me or John can do, uh, you know, obviously if within our realm of being able to do, please let us know. We'd be more than happy to send you whatever it is that we can send you from like additional podcasts that we have that we have an unreleased just so you have something to kind of get through your day or whatever it would be we're here for you make sure you guys go to itunes and and uh do a review for us good or bad we want them all and if you guys have questions put them in there if there's something that we're not talking about put them on the itunes reviews or on soundcloud or tweet at amir john uh on the twitter handle uh txns underscore unfiltered well, we want to make this interactive, so however we can make it the best podcast in the world for you, for the Houston Texans, we will. John, anything else that we did not touch on that we need to touch on? Just try and support any local Houston businesses you can. If Absolutely. If you are not in the Houston area. If you're in the Houston area and you were hit by the flood, do what you got to do. Absolutely. This isn't Take care of your family first before Take, anything. Don't let yeah, anybody tell you any different. Take care of necessities. Do what you got to. But if you happen to be a Texans fan and you're, I don't know, in England or something like that, Go online, look up something like, I don't know, like Running Game or Republic Clothing. Order, if they'll ship beer to you, maybe from like 8th Wonder or sure. St. Arnold, something from St. there. Arnold's, yep. Anybody that's just locally Houston, they can definitely use the business as much. It's it's just as beneficial as donating because people get to keep their jobs. As they're going it, through a lot, too. going through a whole bunch. When you're right a small-time now. business owner and your business gets flooded... It's a hard thing to bounce back from, and a lot of times businesses can't bounce back from it. So keep that in mind. Go visit Coco's Crepes if you want to on Washington. That's my favorite crepes place in, in Houston. I go every time I'm there. They're awesome. So, you know, go support them. Support your local little restaurants that are around, you know, on the corner that you like. Uh, just support the city and keep making Texas look as good as you guys are making us look now because Texas is standing out as a, as the state and the state we already knew we are the state now we're just letting the rest you guys of the knew <laughs> and now i now i honestly i can say i know too and yeah uh, go houston go houston texans and uh you know we are houston strong and that's been awesome to see so uh, i'm young ari gold signing off for texans unfiltered a houston football podcast uh hope you guys have a great week we'll talk to you guys next week Bulls on parade, bulls on parade, bulls on parade. Hold up, stop it one second, I say bulls on parade. Got a mean D, and they on the.